Hey everyone, this is Brody Brum, wide receiver for the Liberty Flames, and you're listening to the Flogcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Yes, this is Flogcast Network. Jay Ruffinhouse today. It is a dandy of an episode today. We are talking about the AFC North, a great division with four uh, interesting teams to talk about. I have a special guest today, a guy who is new to the Flogcast Network, but he is a very dedicated listener. Uh, one of my old college roommates, Mr. Spencer Charlton. How's it going, Spence? Oh, it's going. Hanging out. About to listen to – well, not listen. We're going to talk about some fantasy football in the AFC North. Right. And then the, one of the main reasons why I have you on here today, you are a Steelers fan. Is that still correct? You still love those Steelers? Every day, all day. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We will, you know, that's why I have you on here. We'll get a chance to talk about those. Uh, and another reason why I have your, your brain in here, Spencer, you were a uh, a pretty decent running back back in your day in, your, in Evansville. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, whenever I didn't break <laughs> my ankle, tear my ACL, I think that senior right. year I had like 14, 1500 yards, something like that. Not trying to brag right, or I anything. Mean, I mean, well, no, I tried doing research before we got on the show. I, I researched you and see to you know see if I could get any like legit stats on. I couldn't really find any, but I you so know I must multiple have not been games. That legit. <laughs> you must not been that good. <laughs> but no, I said I saw multiple games. So I don't. Uh, I think it was. I can't remember who you were playing, but some Evansville team, and they said, oh, they couldn't stop uh, Castles Charlton. And he had two hundred some yards, blah 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 blah. And I watched some film on you. You were you were I mean you're you five nine, but you were a tank. Hey. Now, you know, of course yourself a little bit, but you were a tough guy to guard, it looked like or stop. Yeah, that's that's all right. And Evan, you know, in the Evansville area, that's not something you know, there's no cupcakes in the Evansville area. Touché. Those are some big boys. <laughs> they call me C Time. All right. <laughs> Oh, was that was that your name? C time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, boy. let's talk oh, some fantasy boy. football, though, bro. All right, all right. Let's talk some fantasy now. Of course, uh, we normally uh, go on with the best theme. So, unfortunately, Spence, we are not going to talk about your Pittsburgh Steelers for first. Uh, the best team in this division last year, by far, if I might add, was the great Baltimore Ravens. Now, a big, a big reason why this team was so fantastic was the Mr. MVP himself, Lamar Jackson. Um, uh, Spence, I know I'm sure you, you had the time to watch this guy play. Uh, what, how, what was your reaction just watching this guy play football? I, was, I myself was amazed. What what you feel about this dude? Well, you know, uh, honestly, I think his legs are going to beat you a lot more than his arm. To be honest, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, right. Dude's not slow. You know, he's a he's a good quarterback, but his legs are going to beat you. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I was out. I was out deer hunting, and allegedly that uh, they were in overtime with the Steelers, and Juju fumbled, and it cost him the game. I don't oh, know, boy. but he's oh, a good boy. fantasy quarterback. Obviously, he. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
Heck, just going over some of his stats. I mean, just rushing-wise, you said that he had the legs, and, of course, this is a big rushing stat. I mean, he had five games with at least 100 rushing yards last year, and only uh, these running backs, Nick Chubb, Elliott, Carson, Henry, and McCaffrey, had more uh, than he did. Um, That's the dog. (laughs) And Jackson not – well, you're good, you're good. Jackson, you know, not only led his team rushing yards, uh, but it was also, you know – he was number one in rushing yards per attempt. Yeah, was six point nine. He loved he loved the league in that. I mean, so, he had know, what twelve hundred yards rushing. Yeah, yeah, twelve oh six, and with 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 seven uh, touchdowns, and and also, you know, he led the NFL in passing touchdowns with thirty six. Yeah, I mean, the dude, you know, he's just a dual threat. And, you know, didn't do much his rookie year, but, you know, that was expected this year. You know, big question about Lamar Jackson. Is he going to be able to repeat? I mean, it's definitely going to be hard, you know, seeing those numbers, the the numbers he put up last year. But you see Lamar Jackson kind of, you know, in those same shoes, just dominating uh, other teams' defense? You know, I mean, it's hard to say. Is he Mike Vick? I don't know. Right, is that, exactly. I mean, yeah. he don't. You know, an amazing stat that I thought – I mean, I've been trying to research because I see the flaw cast. It's pretty legit. I'm not going to lie. You guys know your stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, a, a good stat that You're I right. thought was he only had 3,100 yards passing, which, I right. mean, not a yeah. whole lot. But I could see that he does repeat, but will defenses hone in on his skills? I don't know. Absolutely. Um, yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a thing I see. You know, of course, multiple teams now because of this Ravens team having a fourteen two record, they dominated teams. They're definitely going to pay more attention on Lamar Jackson this year, especially defenses is worried about his his offensive game and his ability to run the ball. So that might you know put more pressure, like you said, put more pressure on Jackson to be is able that to also, throw the ball more. But also, is that another thing that they don't have any receivers or anything like that? You know, I mean, you got Marquise Brown. That's about right. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously, their their top receiver is uh, Mark, Mark Andrews, their tight end. Is that his name? Right, yep, Mark Andrews, yep. Which, you know, yeah. I mean, you, your top receiver is your tight end. That says something, too. Right, absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah we'll talk about those guys. But, yeah, absolutely. Hollywood, uh, Willie Sneed, and Miles Boykin, another – uh, uh, second year guy with Hollywood, and of course, like you said, Mark. They Andrews. got that. Uh, they got that guy out of Texas that is uh, supposedly competing with Willie Sneed at the slot spot. I don't remember. Oh yeah, name. you know. So I mean, that's another yeah, so, thing to think about. And they got the right. dude out of uh, Ohio State, DK Dobbins or whatever his name is. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yep, J.K. Dobbins. We'll talk about him JK, too. Lots of yeah, lots of pieces added to this offensive team, and that is another scary thing. And you know, other pieces added alongside with uh, some younger wide receivers uh, getting another year of experience. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how what Lamar, if he still continues his awesomeness, or you know, or he focuses more. You know, you know, mixes it more up with his throwing and his his running game. So, uh, do you think? You know, I'm sure you're in multiple leagues, Spencer. Are you are you a guy that it's it's safe to say that Lamar Jackson is a, a first or second or third round draft pick in many leagues? 
I mean, obviously, yes. So do you honestly, think he's though, be- honestly do you though, think- as a pure passer, I take Mahomes over Jackson. That was yeah, yeah that's what I was gonna ask but, you. Mahomes or Jackson. But Mahomes, he's not gonna run as much as, you know, Jackson. Right. Mm-hmm. So Yep. But I mean yeah. oh, if he's available, I'm taking him. <laughs> For sure. I mean it's tough, especially, you know, uh, you know, I've been saying this as well. If he's in the third round, you'd be silly not to take him. I mean, it, oh, it's the thing. If yeah. if you get uh, you know two running backs uh, in the first second round, or a running back and a wide receiver, you'd be silly not to get up Lamar Jackson in the third round. I mean, it's just a but, genius pickup. I mean, are those other people in the league is silly enough not to take him? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I'm with you. I mean, it's definitely he's definitely a, a top. Especially guy in your guys' league, where you guys have multiple quarterbacks and stuff like that. You know, I mean, yep. That's yep. not too often that you have that. Yeah, right, and yeah, and Lamar Jackson is not on the board in our league, in the Flog League, because he's he's a keeper. So you know, With you right? Yeah, man, you you're. Sure. I told you, man, you're a dedicated listener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All day, uh, listen to Flogcast. There you go. Good for you. All right, but so yeah, the you know it, quarterback situation is pretty set in stone. Let's move on to the running backs. All right, so with the running backs, uh, kind of a different situation when it comes to these guys and the running backs <laughs> with Lamar Jackson set in stone quarterback. Now with the running backs, we got Mark Ingram. And like you said earlier, the add-on for uh, rookie J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State, they drafted him in the second round uh, of this draft. So uh, he's a new f- f- face that lots of people are high on. Uh, when it comes to Mark Ingram, lots of people still think it's Mark Ingram's show, um, and they're probably just thinking that he's going to uh, teach this young guy and Dobbins, and then he'll eventually uh, become become his show later on. What do you think about these two guys in the backfield for Baltimore? Well, you know, obviously there's some studs, but we also really can't forget about Gus Edwards, you know. Yes, yes. You know, he had, you know. 700-something yards, that's pretty damn good. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, Ingram, he's getting up in age. So it's kind of one of those things, are those two guys going to kind of take over after a while? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, heck, that is definitely a good question. I mean, for a backup, for a backup running back, having over 700 yards, that's still very impressive. He only had two touchdowns because, of course, all those went to – uh, Mr. Mark Ingram, but I mean, with, with this guy, he, he's also a younger dude. His, he's approaching his third year in the NFL. Uh, so with, you know, Mark Andrews, I'm not sure exactly, and Mark Ingram, uh, I'm not sure exactly what his contract is, but I'm sure with the add-on of J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards that he probably uh, won't be there too much longer, but I'm not sure. I definitely, you know, he had over a 1,000 yards last year. 10 touchdowns, very good year, very first good year with Baltimore. Uh, I'm sure those numbers will go down, don't you think? Oh, I see them going down significantly. Well, not significantly, but I doubt that he breaks 1,000 yards because he barely broke 1,000 last year, you know? Right, right. And that was probably one of his best years. Uh, I think maybe 2017 with the Saints uh, was probably his best year, but um, definitely uh, – a very good year, his first year with Baltimore. But yeah, I see those numbers going down, and uh, we'll see. I don't, I don't think that. I think 
especially with no preseason this year, Spence, it really it really takes a turn with, with the see what these rookies will do. Um, early on, they probably won't have a huge effect, and then later on in the season, we'll so- start to see those rookies start to grow and maybe see Mark Ingram's number start to fade a little bit more. Um, but right now, in, in your drafts, you have Mark Ingram. You're drafting Mark Ingram over Dobbins. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, though, would you draft Gus Edwards over Dobbins? I would not. No, I would not. Mainly because I think the upside on Dobbins, uh, they did go after Dobbins pretty early. And watching this kid at Ohio State, I think he is a lot better than Gus Edwards in college. Yeah, I mean he he is he is very good, very high talented guy. So I would pick. I personally would pick Dobbins over Edwards. Would you? Well, I don't know. That's a question. That's a good point that you made. There's a reason why they did draft him. So, right, you know. Obviously, the only reason why you draft Edwards is, you know, a handcuff situation in case Ingram got hurt. So you might as well. At that right. point, you're probably not going to draft him, uh, Dobbins, until the later rounds anyway. So might as right. well take a shot. Might as well. Yeah, for sure. And especially in Dynasty Leagues, which I'm in one. I don't know about you, but I'm in one Dynasty League. He's going to be a, a hot guy to try to go get uh, <laughs> a Dynasty League. Uh, so, yeah, moving on to the wide receivers, you kind of talked about them a little bit earlier. You talked about Hollywood Brown, uh, Willie Sneed from Ball State, and with Miles Boykin. Uh, I think as of right now, as of right now, they have Willie Sneed, their number two wide receiver, um, who didn't really have the best year, but I'm sure Miles Boykin, a second-year guy um, from Notre Dame, uh, he was drafted in the third round last year's draft. Big boy, uh, Miles Boykin. He, I think he'll take a big step forward to maybe uh, be a clear-cut wide receiver, too, behind Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown had a very good beginning of the year. Then he started to fade a little bit. What do you think about these wide receivers? Um, well, what's interesting to me is the top – well, I guess you could say wide receiver on the team – Actually, it was a, a tight end. Right. So, you know, I don't know, though. I I don't see a whole lot of um, fantasy value. Maybe like a wide receiver three, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Because, I mean, uh, Hollywood Brown, he only had 71 targets and 46 receptions. That's Right. That's not that good. Not very good numbers <laughs> at all. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, I guess it's, it's one of those things that kind of depends on uh, how – deeper league is if you want to take a shot because i don't see the ravens as much they're not a huge passing team to be honest i don't think no and like you said majority of those passes they go to their tight end and andrews a very big targeted guy there but um i do believe i you know you can't get much lower than 71 targets Uh, of course yeah with, with hollywood brown i think those numbers will go up Every, you know, I'd be very surprised if all those numbers don't go up when it comes to even the catches and the yards and the touchdowns. I do believe he'll have a better second year. Um, yeah, I mean, heck, just looking at Mark Andrews' numbers, he was targeted 98, uh, 98 yeah. times. Um, and I, I don't know, I might see that number going up too because <laughs> he definitely took a big jump on in his second year as well. Uh, so, but I agree with you when you said that, Spence. 
I think Hollywood Brown is maybe a wide receiver three, uh, maybe a flex option. Um, Cause he, uh, we've seen, like I said, you've seen Hollywood Brown go absolutely nuts some week, some weeks. Then you see him pooping a pooping an egg. So it's just yeah. like, you know, hopefully we'll see more of those positive games from Hollywood Brown and see what he can do uh, on your fantasy team. But I agree with you when he's, when maybe a flex guy is a good clear cut to put Hollywood Brown on. Cause obviously, I mean, all the, all the Ravens offense revolves around, you know, Jackson. So for sure, you know, we'll Absolutely. see how that goes. Right. For sure. So where do you, uh, just moving on to the tight ends with Andrews, do you think that he has potential to flirt I mean, put his name alongside with the best tight ends in the league with George Kittle and Travis Kelsey? I mean, I'd say based off last year, why wouldn't you? I mean, right. he had, you know, 850 yards, 10 touchdowns. So obviously there's some connection that Lamar, he likes throwing to his tight ends. And, uh, you know, Hayden Hurst is gone, and hell, he had probably the second most or third most targets on the team. So, you know, that those numbers could go up for Hurt or uh, Andrews as well, I think. Right, for sure. I mean, he – and just in half PPR, he finished fourth in position rankings. And I think some of that – I think he was injured maybe um, a couple of games there in midseason, uh, but started out pretty hot and – um I, I, I do believe by far he's a top five tight end. And um, where do you think, where are you going to go after a guy like Mark Andrews in your drafts? I mean, I'd probably, uh, you know, if he's available in the fourth round, fifth round, I'd go ahead and snag him up. I don't know. I mean, personally, whenever I'm drafting, I like to draft, you know, running backs and receivers first. Right, and right. Then, you know, if one of those guys are available, you might as well go ahead and take him. And my bet earlier, Hurst, he had the third most yards on the team, which, you know, mm-hmm. not the third most uh, targets. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's definitely – be available around then, I'd say, unless you got some crazy people in your league. Which is, you know, every league, it wouldn't be right uh, to not have a crazy, crazy guy in your league. There's always one or two <laughs> of those goofballs that pick maybe a kicker up in the sixth round or something. <laughs> I'm only saying that, Spence, because we do in our league. We had a a guy picking up a kicker in the sixth round, and Justin Tucker. Uh, so I was just making fun of him there. I seized <laughs> I seized the opportunity. <laughs> Hopefully, it worked out for him. Oh, you know, I mean, heck, I mean, I think I do believe that he was still the number one kicker in the in the league that year. So I guess it worked out, but. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, well, come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, moving along past that, Baltimore Ravens team to your Steelers team, Pittsburgh Steelers team. Finally, we're talking about your team, Spence. So go ahead and uh, go nuts here on your team. What do you think about actually Big Ben finally back? Uh, hideous year. You know, with all these quarterbacks, uh, with when it comes to Mason Rudolph and uh, Hodges, there, all those guys trying to fill in Big Ben's shoes. He's back. He's healthy. What do you think about this Steelers team with a healthy Big Ben? Yeah, I think they're going to put up some numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say Roethlisberger's in some good. You know, he's in good shape. Um, 
I don't see why he shouldn't repeat a year he had in 2018 where he, he might not throw for 5,100 yards, but I think he's definitely will be a top 10 quarterback. Easily. Yeah, I do. But I just still believe in Big Ben. I think, of course, I think he'll be over uh, at least four 4,000 yards. Don't you believe? I yeah. mean, I think that's easy for Big for Big Ben. I, you know, I've read a few articles that they say that this is probably one of the most talented uh, in terms of wide receiver depth they've had for a while. So that's saying something. Right. And that's especially you know. without Antonio Brown. And oh, I mean, of course, I'm just yeah. a couple of years back with Antonio Brown and Juju being your one and two. Um, that's that's yeah. a pretty cool thing to see um, there. So, uh, yeah, so just Big Ben, you you are you so in other leagues. Uh, if if you if you're in a league with just one quarterback, you truly feel confident and comfortable with him being your main QB. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, why wouldn't you pick him up? Well, I mean, and I mean, this is the thing. I've watched Roethlisberger a long time, right. and about the two two weeks, he kind of is just all right, and then he starts to get his game going and gets the connection going. So he might burn you the first week or two, but. You know, that might be more a common theme this year since there is no preseason and it's been such a weird year, but he's pretty solid. Right. Right. I mean, I, I like the guy. Um, I think, you know, he, he he's not a guy who will blind you with his speed, of course, uh, but <laughs> he's definitely got an arm with him and you know, his knowledge of the game is definitely uh, one of the best. So I, I like that as well. And a quarterback, especially uh, moving along with the running backs, Mr. JC, James Connor, a young guy um, from Pittsburgh approaching his, I do believe maybe a fifth year in the fourth year. I'm sorry. Fourth year in, in, fourth in the year. NFL still has not played all 16 games. Uh, last year was a little bit dis- disappointing year for him. Uh, Spence, he only played, he, I think he missed like six games, didn't go over 500 yards, only four touchdowns. Not the year uh, that he had before in 2018, which is, you know, safe to say his breakout year. You see James Conner coming back and being uh, a, a top 10 running back. I don't see him being a top 10 running back, to be honest. You said you don't? Because I think in 2000. 2000- no, I don't. Um, in 2018, I believe he had a, a lot of touchdowns, which helped his fantasy value. Out yeah, a lot. 12. There was one game. There was one game. He had like four touchdowns. You don't see that all, all the right. time. So I mean, I think he's a decent running back. He's a running back too, maybe. Um, but I'm not a huge fan of him. He's not Le'Veon. <laughs> you know? I'm just saying. Well, I- but what he does have working for him, I think it's his contract year. So there's going to be that extra drive right there. Right, for sure. And, of course, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure all Pittsburgh fans are spoiled with the Le'Veon Bell and uh, <laughs> when it comes to the running backs. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, with James Conner, he was definitely in the red zone a lot with those 12 touchdowns. Uh, I'm, I don't think he'll see that number again, but – uh, I think it's definitely key for him to get over a thousand yards, and I still believe it's something that he can do uh, with this Pittsburgh team. But we'll see. He's got to he's got to stay on the field, though. I mean, he, like I said, he hasn't yeah. had a game. I mean, he hasn't had a season with uh, all sixteen games. So he's got to stay healthy. That's the key, and we'll see where those numbers will lead him if he stays on the floor or court. 
And if he doesn't, if he doesn't stay healthy, they got a, a second year guy, Benny mm-hmm. Snell, that you know out of Kentucky. He uh he had a few good games last year, so you know he might be able to seize that opportunity opportunity if if given. Heck, to him. man, another guy who's been getting a lot of hype in uh, uh training camps. Of course, this is just training camps, but a rookie they picked out of Maryland, Anthony McFarland Jr. Um, he I think they picked him up in in the fourth round. A guy who has a, a tremendous speed. He's undersized, about five eight. Uh, but they're liking where what, what he's at right now in training camp, which is which is good news to see if if a if you're a Pittsburgh fan and and if uh, James if you currently have James Conner and maybe snag him up. Oh yeah, because I think that he'd be more of a home run hitter where Conner and Snell they don't have that breakaway speed for sure. Right, for sure. All right, so moving along to the wide receivers. Juju Smith-Schuster did not have a good year. I think it's safe to say that uh, compared to the year he had before. Uh, he had 1,400 yards back in 2018 with seven touchdowns. Uh, missed four games last year, but barely got over 500 yards uh, with three touchdowns. Now, you know, give him credit. He did not have – a very decent quarterback throwing in the ball. Uh, didn't have Big Ben throwing in the ball. And mixed with all that, he was the number one wide receiver on that team, which is kind of a new situation for him uh, after Antonio Brown leaving that team. Uh, do you think Juju kind of goes back and, you know, a little bit to where he was back in 2018? Yeah, I'd say so. I think he'll have about a thousand yards. Right. He'll definitely be more productive because they got, you know, two good receivers under him that if you don't guard them, Roethlisberger will find mm-hmm. them. So, you know, he's definitely going to have an upside. And who was it? Was it Q that was talking about if he should have kept Juju or was it maybe Mike Evans or something? It was uh... – yeah, it, I think it was the – Yeah, it, yeah, it was Cooper Cup. Yep. Cooper Cup. Oh, yeah, it yeah, was okay. it was decision. Definitely smart. Move. We're keeping Cooper Cup over Juju. Um, who would you keep between those two? Oh yeah, Juju without a you, doubt. You would keep Juju because oh, Juju without yeah. a doubt. I think they said Cooper Cup, uh, picking him up over Juju, which I disagreed. I, I still think with Juju's uh young age, still twenty three years old, has a healthy bend. I think he's in a better position as of right now. Uh, in his future. Without a right. doubt. Right. Oh, well, great. See, that's why we're geniuses, Spence. We think of the same stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> All right, moving on. Like you said, you, you talked about uh, some of the uh, other add-ons with the uh, with Juju. They do have James Washington. Deontay Johnson is another guy um, that has seen a lot of hype already. Uh, he was picked up in the third round of last year's draft. He had about 680 yards um, as a wide receiver last year with five touchdowns. He was targeted 92 times. Um, so that's very good. That was more than Juju. What do you think about Deontay Johnson? Do you think that he will get over maybe over 1,000 yards as well? Uh, you know, that's tough to say because they do have, like you said, James Washington. But I'd say probably about 800. You know, that's doable. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're saying that he might be the next A.B. Oh, boy. 
But, you know, hopefully he doesn't, like, try to come into training camp on a hot air balloon or throw chairs off the <laughs> Yeah. Right, you gotta be easy when he said when you said he's the next AB. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe on the floor on the or on the on the field. <laughs> and another guy they picked up, uh, another dude from Notre Dame in last year's draft, uh, Chase Claypool. And you're you're a Notre Dame guy, aren't you? You like Notre Dame? Oh no, Penn State. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were a Notre Dame guy as well. Can't remember. Okay, so you don't have much to say about uh, yeah. it. <laughs> what was that? What were you saying? I said, uh, it pulls a very interesting pickup because most of the – well, Smith-Schuster is, what, about 6'2", but Claypool, I think he's like 6'5". Mm-hmm. The ball. So, you know, that could be an interesting target down the field. I don't know if there's a whole lot of fantasy value in him. Right. But it's definitely interesting. Yeah, probably not this year or so. We'll see where he plays out and how he looks with the connection of Big Ben and stuff like that. But like you said, lots of uh, wide receivers here. Another guy, uh, Deion King, we won't talk much about, but he was uh, he was on the Indianapolis Colts last year, had an injury. Uh, I remember just his speed there in Indianapolis. He's still a very young guy. Uh, he might be in discussion there and get some not fantasy football numbers, of course, but – Another quick wide receiver on this team. Uh, moving on to another, geez, another Colts guy they picked up is Eric Ebron. Um, not sure how you feel about this guy. Uh, last year, where he's a little bit of disappointment without Andrew Luck, uh, didn't have the year people were thinking that he had before. He, the dude had 13 touchdowns in 2018, and of course that was with a healthy. Andrew Luck, he played all games. Last year, he missed five. He barely, he almost, I mean, he was a little bit under 400 yards. What do you think about Eric Ebron? Is it, is it very key for this guy to have a, a, a decent quarterback throwing him the ball? Or is he? Oh. Uh, I like the pickup, honestly. He's a very athletic tight end, a big dude, big body. Um I don't think he's much of a blocking tight end, so he'll probably just be on the field in the passing situations because they kind of, they got a guy, Vance McDonald, you know. I think they got him from the 49ers. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's no joke either. Right, and he, he's kind of like more of, like you said, more of a blocker. Yeah. Right. But he has some hands. Yeah. So I think that uh, Ebron, he could see a lot of work in the red zone. You know, yeah, and let's be honest. He, obviously, he, his numbers are going to go. Over. Right. Let's be honest. Eric Ebron is a red zone kind of guy. I mean, he likes he likes yeah. getting his TDs in the uh, red zone, especially back in eighteen with Andrew Luck. I felt like every every game he was getting a touchdown. But uh, uh, be yeah, definitely. Uh, it's not a bad idea having Ebron and, and McDonald in there as once, especially in the end zone. Two big boys uh, trying to uh, fight and battle for that ball. So. We'll see how we'll see how the but either of them. I mean, it's hard to tell which one would be a better fantasy quarter or tight end. You know, right? I think I'd probably just go McDonald just because he's probably gonna be on the field more. But you know what I mean, right? So you yeah you would you would go McDonald over Ebron. Yeah, I think so. Gotcha. I might just stay away from both of them until I see what they can do. <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you, uh, hey. So the Steelers went eight and eight last year. How do you how do you think they're going to finish this year? I'd say probably about ten and ten six. and six. That's what I was thinking. Oh yeah. Yep. 
Still, still second place in the division behind the Ravens. If I'm being honest, I'd say they're gonna be. Oh them, boy! Oh Spencer! Can't always be honest, but it'll <laughs> probably, they'll probably be second. Oh yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? They rebuilt their defense. They got a good defense, so you know, yeah. you never never know. know. Keep believing. I, I'd I'd say him them and the Ravens will split. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, for sure. You never know. And like you, like we said, I mean, heck, anything can happen, especially this coming up year with the COVID situation. Anything can freaking happen. Um, it, it, unless if, say, if Lamar Jackson, you know, everything they're building around this guy, if something happens to him, they are in big trouble. Um, for sure. So, of course, they have RG3. Well, look what happened with the Steelers last year. Exactly. <laughs> Holy moly. Prime example. Thank goodness. Um, all right. So uh, let's uh, – we are halftime in this great division of the AFC North. We are going to take a break, hear an awesome ad, and move on to the Browns and the Bengals, the Ohio teams. All right? All right. All right, everyone. We'll be right back. Is your grass overgrown? Pesky crabgrass and mulberry trees just won't get up and leave on their own. Well, we have a solution for you. DNZ Landscaping and Lawn Care is a small family-owned business striving to expand. They take high pride in their yard work and will not leave you disappointed. They offer many services in landscaping, edging, mulching, planting flowers and trees, small tree removing. In lawn care, they provide mowing, trimming, edging, and leaf blowing and spraying weed or grass killer. Dalton Wallace and Zach Tooley will make your yard the best looking yard in your neighborhood. Just contact one of these two numbers in 574-200-9125 or 574-242-9410 and DNZ Landscaping and Lawn Care will make your yard look amazing. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. We are in the move talking about the Ohio teams in this division of the AFC North. Uh, we'll just start with the Browns. Cleveland Browns went 6-10 and 10 last year, Spence. Now, most of these people are saying that that's disappointment. They were very hyped uh, with the add-on of Odell Beckham Jr. Baker Mayfield was in the driver's seat of the quarterback situation. Uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Of course, Kareem Hunt played later on the year. But this team was extremely hyped, and they didn't do as good as people think. Now it's, you know, the hype is, has cooled off a little bit, but people are still expecting this Cleveland Browns team to do well. Baker Mayfield was, a you know, probably a prime example of disappointment with the Browns. Didn't have the year people were expecting. He had 22 touchdowns with 21 interceptions. Now, he didn't have a good offensive line protected him. I'll give him that. Uh, but he, if, he, if he wants to uh, make a name for himself, especially in his third year, he has to limit those interceptions and be more of a guy, especially get that uh, passing yards over 4,000. You agree? Oh, without a doubt. Actually, I think his interceptions went up by six or seven compared to his rookie. Right, right. His touchdowns went down. They did. 
It was, yeah, definitely a disappointing second year for this guy. Like I said, it was definitely a bust. Uh, were you were you one of those guys that bought into it and drafted him last year? I did not. Good for you. Because you know what? Anything, any hype with the Browns, you know, it's always just oh, Are you just saying that because you don't like the Browns because they're in the same division as your Steelers? Or are you just, you know – Oh, well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't like them, but I mean, if you look at it, they, they're always, always just hype around them. Right. So until they go out and prove it, year in, year out. Yeah, I mean, I, know. I don't disagree with you when you say that, but I am, of course, you know, you being a dedicated listener to this show, Spence, I am an owner of Nick Chubb, and I still believe that Nick Chubb is probably one of the best running backs in the league, at least top ten. What do you think about Chubby? Oh, he's definitely a top ten. Okay, so you don't think I mean, the hype solid, you don't think the I mean, hype is on him? No, no, no. Cool. I mean he he's pretty damn good running back. Yeah, it looked like he can catch the ball in the backfield too, so that's always an added value. Right, right. But of course, do see that, you know, especially receiving game. I do see that number going down a little bit. Uh lots of people are pushing Nick Chubb back because of the add-on of Mr. Kareem Hunt. Now he is uh, playing a complete year with this Cleveland Brown team. Do you, you know, if you're going to your draft night, is that in the back of your head, Spence? Do you think, oh, before you pick up Chubb, oh, you got that, you got that dude, that Kareem Hunt guy who was a stud, uh, you know, before in, in, in Kansas City, or do you just, that's not an issue? I, I think you just roll with Chubb. I think he's the number one back, without a doubt. Obviously, I mean, Cream Hunt could be a number one back in any other team. But, uh, you know, obviously it's in the back of your head. But you got to roll Chubb. Dude's a stud. Right. The dude, the dude definitely had a good year. Um, almost 1,500 yards with 298 attempts with eight touchdowns. I might see that number going down a little bit because, like I said, uh, Hunt's playing a full year now. Uh, but I still believe in Chubb. I, I still think he's a top 10 running back. And uh, he's he is by far, I think, the best running back on my team. Um, so I, I believe in Chubb. Not, I don't really have a big issue when it comes to Hunt. As of right now, we'll see. Uh, that could easily change. <laughs> Especially well, – obviously, obviously, you know, they're using Hunt as more of a receiver type because he only – I'm looking at the stats right now. He only had 43 attempts in eight games. That's not a whole lot. No. Right. So, so I'd say Chubb's still going to get the carry, you know, the carries. Especially, yeah, the goal line carries as well. Um, So that's yeah. that's something that I'm not concerned about at all. Um, and heck, I mean, of course, I don't want to bring out my, my game strategy, Spence, but it, it might be a thing in, in any other league. If you, if you draft Chubb early – you know, of course, it wouldn't be a bad idea snagging up Kareem Hunt later in the rounds. Um, of course, don't stretch and try to get him in any any means. But, I mean, especially if Mr. Chubb, if he falls down or gets hurt or gets the COVID, of course, uh, Hunt is by far immediately the best option on this team. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. So, we will see when it comes to that backfield. I think it will be a great uh, running and receiving duo there. Uh, let's move on to the wide receivers. Now, Odell Beckham Jr., another guy alongside with Baker Mayfield, a complete disappointment. I had him. I was sick of his 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 awfulness, and I got rid of him. 
Um, I trade him in the middle season, but I mean, heck, I mean, he did have over a thousand yards, only four touchdowns, but this is Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, he is one of the best, uh, you know, supposed to be one of the best wide receivers in the league. And he has been in the NFL for six years now. He's approaching his seventh year. The only year he did not get over a thousand yards was back in 2017 when he had that, uh, that issue there. But uh, he he has to. It feels like he has to get more touchdowns for order in order for me to think this guy is a legit wide receiver. I agree. Um, you know he's just such a hothead. <laughs> you know you can never you can't. It's hard to trust. I mean he kind of reminds you of Antonio Brown in a way. Obviously Brown's a little bit more crazy, but, <laughs> right? Uh, yep. I don't know. I just think they're very similar, honestly. If you if you could pick, who would you have, Jarvis Landry or Beckham? See, you know what? Heck, Spence, you you beat me. That's what well, that's what I was going to ask you, uh, because I had <laughs> I had Landry last year, um, so I definitely he kind of like like I said, I got rid of Odell mid season, and I and I had Landry. I re, I requested Landry from somebody else, um, so I got him, mm-hmm. and he basically took over uh, Odell's role. Now Odell was targeted. Just this is just targets. He was targeted 133 times, and Jarvis Landry, he had more targets. He had 138, yeah. and of course he he led uh, Landry led Odell in yards as well. He had over one uh, 1100 yards, and he had he led him in touchdowns as well with six, and he he played all 16 games. So Landry was was a better wide receiver. Um, so do I see those numbers going down? Possibly. Yeah, I do. But Landry is a guy that I'm definitely focused on in drafts. And it might be a thing where do I focus on him more than Odell? Or what do you think? Honestly, I think I'd be uh, picking up Jarvis Landry. He just seems more. I mean, obviously, they both had a lot of targets, but I think uh, Jarvis Landry has a better connection with Baker. And, you know, he seems more level-headed. Seems like <laughs> right. a guy that just wants to go in and work. So I remember watching that uh, that HBO training camp thing with um, the Browns, I think maybe two years ago or something like that. And, uh, you know, you can just tell that Landry's a leader. Mm-hmm. Type of guy. And, you know, I'd say he'll probably have around the same type of a year. Maybe a little bit less in terms of yardage and stuff. Right. And, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even know. I mean, just a quick little stat of information, nugget of information is they both went to LSU. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> they played at the same time. Yeah. The same time. Yeah. Because Odell was drafting 14 and Landry was in 17. Um, so yeah, they're, you know, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I was mistaken. They were both drafting 14. I don't know why I thought Landry was in 17, uh, but yeah, 2000, they were both in the same draft. Cool. That's that's cool. Landry all day, man. Yep. I mean, heck, I mean, I, I agree with that. I think we all know Odell Beckham Jr.'s upside is higher. Um, he definitely, yeah. We we definitely know what he can do. Uh, it's just be confident and comfortable drafting him up. Uh, let's move yeah. along to, you know, not much to choose from other than those two. They did a. Uh, uh, they do have Rashad Higgins, um, a guy that I don't really know much about. I know he's a speedy little slot guy. 
uh, didn't do much for him last year. But I think it's it's safe to say by far that it's Landry and Odell. Um, yeah, I mean that's about all your any fantasy value is right there. <laughs> right, right for sure. Uh, let's move along to the tight ends. Uh, they did pick up Austin Hooper, a guy who had a very good year back in Atlanta. Uh, now he's on a new team. Lots of people seeing his numbers going down a little bit because he doesn't have the statue and Matt Ryan throwing him the ball. But uh, Austin Hooper was probably one. He was, you know, one of the best tight ends for a while until he got hurt. He had over. He was a little bit shy under 800 yards, six touchdowns. He was targeted almost 100 times. Like I said, I see those numbers going down a little bit. But uh, where do you see Austin Hooper? And do you see him going back into the top 10 tight end-wise? Uh, I'd say it's possible. I mean, there's obviously a reason why they, you know, signed him to a pretty decent deal, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So, um, And also, I mean, I've read some reports that they said that uh, he's actually rooming with Baker Mayfield to try to get that chemistry. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I'd say out of the receivers and tight ends, he's definitely the third third most valuable in terms of fantasy football right right heck i mean and like like we've talked about the uh with with uh landry in odell i think it's perfect for him um kind of like what he was looking at in atlanta uh when he had uh yeah. ridley and julio jones um exactly you know everybody focusing on those uh, wide receivers austin hooper steps in and uh shows you know shows out uh, he finished in uh, half PPR position ranking for tight ends. In, of course, in the top ten, he was six overall. Uh, I see him. I see him maybe a little bit back. I still think he's top ten uh, tight end. Uh, we will see what he does. Of course, they still have uh, David Njoku, um, a guy who was their number one tight end last year. He had some off season issues. I don't, you know, don't much. Don't know much about that, but he he did not have a good year last year. The year before, though, in 18, he had uh, over 600 yards with four touchdowns. Uh, so, I yeah. mean, he, he's still a guy that will uh, maybe be – his role will slide down a little bit, but Hooper didn't really have to deal with that in Atlanta. Now he has David Joku that might take away some receptions and targets from him. Without a doubt. But it's kind of interesting you look at all the different stats, and it doesn't seem like Baker, at least last year, threw to his tight ends that often. They might have had, like, 70 targets combined, if even that. Right. That's, like, four or five guys. Heck, man, that's probably why they threw Austin Hooper in the same room as Baker Mayfield and be like, (laughs) hey, we we paid him this much money, man. You're rooming up. You're being best friends. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, heck, who knows? Uh, all right, so moving along to the other team in Ohio, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, this team is another team that I wouldn't say that it, it's getting hype, but definitely, I mean, compared to other years, I mean, the, the team only won two games last year. And, of course, that's why they got the number one pick in Joe Burrow. Um, I got another guy from LSU. Um, it, it was had a very, very good a year, his last year in LSU, man, the dude was, it was, you know, of course, like, I mean, like, that's why he was drafted number one. He was the best quarterback in that draft. Um, So what do you think? I mean, lots of people are thinking this team turns it around big time. Um, I I still see him maybe 
maybe win about six games. I don't really give you know until I see them. Um, I don't really give them that much more. But Joe Burrow, I mean, Andy the Rocket's gone now. What do you think about Joe Burrow and how he changes his Bengals team? Um, I'd say they'll still probably have a top seven pick next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a lot to ask a rookie to come in, especially with this year how it's been, and to uh, turn it around. I think I I heard some stat today on uh, Colin Cowherd was saying that nine out of the ten quarterbacks that have been drafted number one something like that, um, have had losing records. The only one that had a winning record was Luck. Wow. So, you know. Huh. That's in a tough division, too, you know. Right. You've got the Steelers defense and the Ravens defense to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I wouldn't wouldn't put any fantasy value in Joe Burrow. So you wouldn't wouldn't even draft him as maybe as a bench guy and see what he does? I mean, I wouldn't personally. I'm sure somebody would. What if taking up a roster spot? What if he was starting for your Steelers? <laughs> Best <laughs> quarterback ever. <laughs> oh, no, but, I mean, it, it's hard to ask a rookie to come in and be, you know, great. Right. It definitely Not is. Not saying that it could happen. Yeah, it definitely but. is. Um and we'll we'll see what you know, I do believe that Joe Burrow has a bright future. Um, I don't. It, it's a guy where um, if depending on how good my quarterbacks are in any league, of course, in, in this league they, we have two quarterbacks. But in any league, um, if if I feel comfortable with my uh, quarterbacks, I I wouldn't I wouldn't put a past me of drafting Joe Burrow, one of my later picks, and seeing just seeing what he does. Um, he could be be a guy because I'm sure like with with Kyler Murray. Uh, he had a very good rookie year. Um, yeah, true, true. So it, it's a thing where, you know, of course, those those are, I don't think, you know, the same type of players. But um, we'll no. see. We'll see with Joe Burrow. And he does have a lot of weapons to throw to. And one of those weapons being Mr. Joe Mixon in his backfield right behind him. Um, a guy who uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for and then I'm not for. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the thing where he did play all 16 games last year, and but yeah. he still didn't have the year uh, he had the year before when he missed two games. I mean, and back in 2018, he had 1,168 rushing yards uh, with eight touchdowns. Now, and of course, like I said, that's what's missing two games. And then last year, uh, he played all 16 games, had under those yards and five touchdowns. So yeah. is that a disappointing year? I think so. Not everybody thinks so because of their uh, their offensive line being so weak. What do you think? I mean, I'd say my some people in fantasy might say it's a disappointing year because his touchdowns dropped in half, but the yardage is still there. And also, I mean, I'm sure they were playing from behind a lot. They were. So, yeah. you know, that doesn't help either at the running game at all. I mean, all. heck, man, they won two games. So, yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. And, uh, I mean, with Joe Mixon, so many – every year, every year we go and we, we hear Joe Mixon being a top five running back, blah, blah, blah. Everybody is so hyped on this kid. Last year, he finished 13th in half PPR rankings, and he played all 16 yeah. games. Again, yes, I understand. Very weak team, won two games. This year will be different. Hopefully, because he's on a better team, they might be up some more games so they can use them more. Um, so we will see. 
Um, I, I mean, I, I still, have no problem uh, throwing him in as a running back, too. Oh, for sure. I mean, believe you know, me. He's a solid flex player. Right. Believe me, he, he's a very talented player. I mean, I like I like watching him play. I mean, the ability to slice and dice through that defense, I like him. I just think he yeah. might be overhyped just a little bit. And it, it, like I don't want I don't want to push him too much because I don't want to be disappointed. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. All right, okay, good. So uh, Joe, but Joe Mixon in most mock drafts, he's getting drafted towards the end of the first round. You feel comfortable drafting him in that position? Oh, uh, I think I'd probably go for somebody else. To be honest, because okay. at that point, there's got to be another wide receiver or running back on the board that. Is better than him. Okay, so I mean, we're we're just sticking with this division. Nick Chubb or Joe Mixon? Oh, Nick Chubb. Okay, Joe Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon or Kenyon Drake? Oh, Kenyon Drake. Okay, so okay, so you're definitely you're definitely Joe Mixon is towards the I back. Went off last year once he got traded. Yeah, he did. I mean, that I only think better. Yeah, right. I only threw Kenyon Drake's name out there because he was in the discussion of uh, a couple of episodes ago uh, with Kenyon yeah. Drake. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think Joe Mixon is borderline in the first round, maybe beginning the second round depends on who you pick up first. But again, I'm not, I, I don't hate the guy. I just, you know, we'll, we'll just, it's a thing where we'll see what he looks like with a better offensive line protecting him and a better quarterback. So we'll see. Um, yeah. Another guy. Another guy in the wide receiver core. Moving on to the wide receivers, Mr. A.J. Green. Uh, I guess you want to say it was a disappointing year last year. You know, so many times you hear, oh, he's going to play, he's going to play, be ready, be ready. Never came. Did not play a minute of last year. Uh, the year before, suffered some injuries as well. Uh, hasn't played a complete season since, you know, 2017. Uh, which he had over a thousand yards with a touchdown. So we all know what AJ Green can do. He's getting up, a little bit up there with age now, but so many reports out of training camp says that uh, he he's starting to get together, get it all together now. His speed's starting to get up there, and he's looking good. Um, you feel comfortable and confident picking up AJ Green? I mean, if he's available, I guess it's yeah, I would. But he burned me last year. He's on my bench all year, and I just wait. I was like, oh, yeah, dude, I got A.J. Green on the bench. Never <laughs> happened. So, you know, I guess my question for you would be, what round would you feel comfortable picking up there? Uh, yeah, that's another thing. I mean, it's I'm not sure exactly what his ADP is, uh, but uh, it, it's it's a thing, especially in other drafts. I You know, he might fall down to the seventh or eighth round, uh, depending on how people will feel and feel confident. And what, how his connection is with the rookie wide receiver. Also, another thing to think about is Mr. Tyler Boyd. Um, I think yeah. he will. I think he will actually help. I think Boyd will help Green. Uh, I think he will help him out because I mean Boyd. He had a very good year last year, uh, basically being the number one wide receiver last year, over a thousand yards, ninety catches with five touchdowns. He had a good year. Um, of course, I see those numbers going down. Uh, so just switching off to another question. Boyd or Green? That's a tough one, too. You You have to go who? I'm going to have to go with Green. Okay. Because obviously, if he's healthy in there, he's the dude. Right. I mean, I I saw earlier that said that 
You know, he's getting up there in age, but I think him and Julio are the same age. So as long as, you know, if he didn't have this year that he did last year, this wouldn't even be a question. For sure. Yeah. And heck, man, it's just when you see this guy playing football, it's definitely a special thing to see. And you can't erase that uh, from your memory. Um, And that's why people are drafting him higher than normal. Uh, because he's he you know he's definitely I still think that he's got talent there and um you just it's it's hard to push this guy back in drafts you know he's just sitting there and it feels like of course when you're in that draft mode Spence and you see a, a top guy on that draft board or whatever the case might be on your phone and you can just hear that person talk to you in your brain so you know AJ Green's <laughs> just sitting there he's talking to you pick me dude pick me dude you won't be disappointed and you know you get. <laughs> That could happen. That you know, hey, we talked about crazy every every crazy dudes and you know some crazy dudes in your league. Uh, you get one crazy nut in your fantasy league. I, I guess I'm that crazy nut. I mean, <laughs> I'll I'll be that guy. You know, hearing guys talk to me. <laughs> All right, so moving moving along past uh, Green and Boyd. Uh, let's go with uh, another guy that they added in this. I wouldn't say another, but uh, another rookie should say a guy they picked up early in last year's draft in the second round from Clemson, a big guy, 6'4", 215 pounds in T Higgins. Lots of reports saying that this guy is looking pretty good. Um, you know, of course with green and Boyd competing, uh, John Ross is still there as well with Aiden Tate. Uh, but I see this rookie being a, a third option for the other rookie quarterback. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I saw whenever he's at Clemson, he was tied with Sammy Watkins and DeAndre Hopkins for the uh, in Clemson history. So, oh, you know, wow. That's not a flash about, or, you know, to forget about. Cause I think it was like 27 touchdowns in his collegiate career, you know. That's some good names to be involved with, right? They're there. definitely not bad. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, heck, I mean, we know. I think it was a great pickup for Cincinnati, especially uh, with the add-on to New Burrow um, there. So, well, and also AJ Green getting older. Exactly. Exactly. So T Higgins is a great opportunity to learn from AJ Green and maybe compete. I I think he's a wide receiver three now. Uh, when it comes to fantasy, I don't think he'll he'll we'll see much from T Higgins. Um, no, uh, in, in deeper leagues, maybe dynasty leagues, he might be a guy you go after. But I mean, you know, normal leagues, I don't I don't see him being a high target. Um, no, so yeah. All right, so moving along, um, yeah, pretty much. We'll just move along to the tight ends now. Help me out. Uh, Spencer, you know, you, you got a college degree now. <laughs> How do you say, is it CJ Uzoma, the tight end? Uzoma. Uzoma. There you go. You got it. That sounded good. Uh, Uzoma. <laughs> we'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> CJ Uzoma, a guy who's been there uh, for, uh, I think he's approaching his sixth year now. Um, the guy that drafted in 2015. Now he is with Tyler, you know, I think it was Tyler Croft, uh, uh, no, Tyler Offert. I'm sorry, uh, a guy who who's now gone um, from the the Bengals team. This guy is the number one dude as of right now. Another dude, kind of like T T Higgins, not a guy who's going to be um, fantasy worth picking up. You agree? 
I actually I don't even know if he's the number one tight end. I thought that Sample might be right, but either way, you know, yeah, Drew Sample. Yeah, I don't think there's, um, fantasy value in those guys. No, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, Drew Samples, he's up there too. He's picked. I mean, he's another younger guy picked up in the second round of last year's draft. Um, so he, yeah, he's definitely in discussion as number one tight end as well. Both guys, I don't, um, I don't plan on drafting unless um, I drink too many beers. Who knows? Uh, it's, it's <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully we don't get to that point. Okay, uh, you know, if I, yeah. I rather, you know, if I get to that point, pick up, just pick up Andrew Luck. Sounds better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have more things. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, hey, Spencer, great episode. You got any last words when it comes to these four teams in this division? I don't have anything to say about these four teams, but I will say Miles Sanders P.0 is legit. <laughs> oh, no, Spencer. Stop it. You're doing so good, man. You're. <laughs> hey. Hey, Q, I agree with what he's saying. He has a similar skill set. Oh, no, you ruined it. Not saying not saying that he's going to be, you know, Christian McCaffrey, but he's a similar type of player. Oh, see, I, you know, I, if given the chance. I was feeling so confident posting this episode. Like, this was a good episode. And then freaking last couple of seconds, he ruined it. <laughs> hey, what is that they say? Say the best for last. Yo, holy moly. <laughs> so you're a Miles Sanders kind of guy. Oh, he's a stud, dude. <laughs> he's a stud. Oh well, I'm sure. I'm sure that you and Q will just be best buddies. Then good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but not about it, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, no problem. But- hey, we appreciate you being a dedicated listener. Uh, keep uh, keep subscribing and uh, giving us good reviews. And uh, and we'll send you we'll send you an awesome flog fantasy T-shirt. How about that? <laughs> Sounds like a plan, my man. Awesome. Hey, Spence, thank you so much, man, for jumping on. Um, we will again very busy week this week. Draft week is on Saturday in this league. Uh, tomorrow we will have a mock draft. Those are always fun to do. Uh, again, another uh, next couple of days. Again, thanks, uh, Mr. Spence. Thanks for listening. This has been. The Flawcast Network. Stay safe.